Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If. Only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hi, and welcome once again to History Dweebs. I am Tim. Uh, the topic of our podcast today is the Wineville Chicken Coop Murders. It's an interesting story. It's got some twists and turns. It's actually two stories in one. So you can double your value today. Wow. Since we've been off for a while. We're, no, not we. You. Well, I was away. But yeah. I'm back. Clearly. Yes, I'm back. And we're back to... Producing the high quality po- podcast that are people we have come to know and are we going to do high quality now? <laughs> I do not believe anybody has come to expect high quality from us. Well, what maybe they, they should maybe they should because we're that's our resolution for 2016 to do high quality podcasts. Maybe that's not something that uh, we should maybe set a more reasonable goal. I don't know. We really should. We're going to have to fire our producer and half the talent if we can do that. But go ahead. Yeah, you'll find something else, Colonel. <laughs> okay, let me introduce our panel. Um, joining me uh, to my left is a very lovely and talented, uh, multi-talented actually. She has more than one talent, and that's uh, the the multi 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 colored hair brandy today, Brandy. I'm your, fine, Tim. Your hair looks lovely. Thank you. Thank you. I'm fine. Did you or you, did you do something different with it? I watched it. She's always doing something different with her hair. Her hair like a shirt to her. Every day it's a different color. Mm-hmm. It looks nice. It looks lovely. Thank you. And, of course, we're also joined, as always, by the um, debonair, the um, man of a thousand faces, the most dangerous man in podcasting, the Honorable Colonel Charles Beauregard Hawk Waters III, affectionately known as the Southern Gentleman. How are you today, Colonel? Couldn't be better, Timmy. Couldn't be better. Are you ready for the I'm holidays? Glad you're back. Um, I appreciate you sending me all the pictures of you and the lovely lady you was with down in uh, lovely Clara. Lovely Clara down in uh, Medellin. 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 Um, you you was like a little Pablo Escobar down there, Timmy. No, I was not. I was not. You, you know what, dude? I forgot to tell you guys this. We when we went to uh, uh, Guadalupe, mm-hmm. we took a bus, right? And you didn't take a donkey? No, no, we took a bus. And we're used to that. You know, traffic's crazy down there or whatever. But um, we went, we had to go through a police check, uh, a, a, you know, a stop. And the cops brought on a dog, and the fucking dog sat right beside me. Mm-hmm. He walks up to me, I'm like row four or something. He sits right beside me. 
So was he the Xanax detector? No, man. I didn't have anything on me. So I'm thinking, shh. I mean, he didn't have anything on me, but I'm thinking I'm going to have to get out and talk to these guys or whatever. They're going to harass me. So um, I'm like, the cop comes at the front of the bus and he kind of motions toward me to come toward him. So I'm like really slowly getting up and I'm barely getting out of my seat and the guy who's sitting directly in front of me jumps up and walks up to the cop. <laughs> he had a plastic bag. I don't know what was in it, but the cop took him off of the of, of the bus and he just waved the bus driver on, so we left. But yeah. you take him off and shoot him? Just right nah, I don't I don't know if he had anything or whatever, but I thought, oh man. I you know, I was thinking I'm gonna be on um, locked up abroad. I'm going to be... Well, some, yeah, because we can't come get you. Some Colonel can't leave the country, and I don't no, want to. I can't even leave he can leave, he just can't get back in. Yeah, I can't get back in. Yeah. But, um, no, I had a wonderful time in Colombia. It's a beautiful country, and we had a great time. But um, So I know you. when I was away, you guys were hard at work researching for this podcast. Yeah, that's what we was doing, too. We were. Yeah. We were hard at work. Um, this topic of um, today is uh, was suggested to us by Celine, so thank you, Celine. This is the second one that she gave us, so we appreciate that. We have any shout outs, Colonel? We're gonna have to make Celine part of the staff. Yeah, she really, you know, she's in this. Well, she suggested she be an intern. She suggested the uh, serial killer, the guy in Alaska. I forget his name, Benson. I the think. hunter. Yeah, hunter guy. And then um, uh, on the. Uh, a link that she sent us a link with a few good stories, and that was one of them. And this is another one. It was another. It's another cool story she sent us. So thank you, Celine in Michigan. We appreciate that, and hope you're having a wonderful holidays. Who else are we want to give a shout out to today? Well, Carl? of course, we always want to give a shout out to Lady Beverly. Right. Um, she's uh, she's in England over there, and she occasionally stays in touch with me. She's um, she's hanging in there. She's doing well. That's good to hear. Um, Robin K. We'd like to give a shout-out to him. Uh, he, he is involved in the Facebook page. And, yeah, yeah. He, uh, um, he, uh, he's, he, I think he is also on our Twitter page. You know, and I have a question. Weren't we trying to get our YouTube channel going? Yes. Didn't we give that assignment to somebody who had a day off? It was someone, uh, one of our team members that was not either you or I. That is a true statement. I so, Colonel, how is the YouTube, our YouTube channel coming along? The YouTube channel coming along just fine. Is it? I got is my, it because yeah. you were focused on getting cheese and crackers when we talked to you? Why well, I had not eaten all day. Man can't have some cheese and crackers. So, anyway. If you could multitask. Could I get back to my, my, my shout-outs here? These people are important. Yeah, but um, we will we like to say we are. Those people we, we could probably employ to do our YouTube channel. Within the next weeks, we're going to be on the YouTube, okay? Uh-huh. But we are on Twitter now, we and you can Twitter. please join us at History Dweebs One. Thank you. Yeah. Okay. What? Yeah. And we got uh, Michael. He left us a very mm-hmm. nice review on iTunes. Um, that was very nice of him. Uh, Mary Ray. Yeah, we love the iTunes. Uh, the iTunes reviews. Yeah, Mary Ray. Uh, thank you for following. Thank you for listening. For participating in discussions on the Facebook page, Ollie. 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 Yeah, she said. Um, Janet. Um, Stephen, thanks for the. Stephen, and and you made a comment on Twitter that I was too much of a feminist. And. and He quoted the book of Titus. uh, And you did, and and you you was dead dead on. (laughs) But here's, here's the thing, Stephen. Somewhere along the line, things went all astray. It went askew, and. 
They let these devils own property. They let them vote. They let them. I, I mean, it's like we're treating them like, <clears throat> like the equal now. Now we don't pay them. You know, we still only pay them what sixty three cents for every dollar. Something I don't know. I know I um, I get screwed. Yeah. Well, you know that's fair enough. Yeah. And uh, so you know the colonel got to throw him a bone every once in a while. We would. We wish you would keep that bone. Yeah, and now, now, Colonel, in our last podcast when we did on uh, Dennis Nilsson, mm-hmm. you, you mentioned that you did not like uh, omelets with mushrooms. Mm-hmm. And Allie took exception to that because she's saying that there's nothing wrong with mushrooms in your omelets. Well, and you know what? You might as well just say there ain't nothing wrong with bunnies in your omelets, Timmy. Just bunnies, open up your omelet and find a bunny. Bunny? A bunny. A bunny, yeah. Okay. A bunny. Well, why don't you put some rattlesnake meat in my omelet, too? <laughs> You know, I mean, like, you got any squid, any octopus, any calamari? I'd like a calamari omelet. <laughs> there's things that belong, and, and, and there's ham, there's cheese. Maybe, if the colonel feeling wild, I'll go with a little bit of onion and green pepper. Okay. Put a little hot sauce but on But no mushroom. Mushroom, mushroom grows in the dirt and under the trees, and you got to go in the woods and get. It's just not a natural food. I, it, you know what mushrooms will come? Natural yeah. food. No, people find people that were starving to death ate mushrooms. Timmy, you might as well put tree bark on your omelet. I mean, it's all stuff okay. you find oh out Oh my more. god! Okay, any more shout-outs, Carol? Um, well, Tara, Tara B. Yeah. Um, we appreciate the iTunes review. Um, we appreciate you staying so involved on Twitter and on the Facebook page. Um, Tara V actually sent me a Twitter. Um, sent you a Twitter? Sent you a Twitter? Sent me a Twitter. A tweet? Sent you a Twitter? She sent me a tweet. A tweet. And, uh, and that was very sweet. Oh, yeah. Her. She loves the interaction between you and uh, your friend over here, the devil. And she did actually refer to you as the devil, too. Uh, no, she said Brandy, but she said Brandy with an I. She did say Brandy would have I got a big kick out of that. And it is. We always tease Brandy and we tell that's her. That's her stripper name. Yeah, it's um, a stripper name. Brandy, Brandy, a few years back, and, and this is, I mean, you know, the colonel don't judge. Right. You, you know, the You're not judgmental. Judge. I'm not a judgmental man. No. And what, what, what the devil here did to work her way through college. It's up to um, her. I mean, it's her, up to her and her God. It's between or her, her and, and Satan. Her and Satan. And, uh,. And Brandy spent a lot of time on the pole. Yeah, yeah. Um, both uh, literally and metaphorically. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's how she paid her way through college. Mm-hmm. And back then she with was big heels. Name, with the big heels, she yeah. would spell her name B R A N D I. Yeah. And dot it with a little smiley face. Yeah, a heart. That's how she, or a little heart. Yeah. yeah. Something like that. So, you know, damn. But there ain't nothing wrong with that. Yeah. There ain't nothing wrong with yeah. that. I mean, there is a lot of things wrong with that, but. We, we accept you. Well, we don't really even accept you, but we can't do nothing about right, you. Right. Okay. <laughs> Any other shout-outs or we're done? Of shout course out. we got our uh, awesome. last and final shout-out is to who? Dottie Scott. Do I have to say to her name? To my mom. Yes. Dottie Scott. The lovely, beautiful, and smart Dottie Scott. But also to Casey, because he's active on our Twitter. Uh, yeah, Casey. Twitter. And, and, uh, it's not a page, is it? We need to get Casey back up here. Yeah, we do. I miss Casey. Yeah. Yeah. And, I and, do, too. He, 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 you know, you can tell who in the fam- their family got the brains. Of course, Casey is mm-hmm. Randy's brother. Yeah, the small he's, one. He's the <laughs> he's a small one. <laughs> okay. See. Yeah, he's younger, right? Yes, he's yeah, the youngest young of us. Now, how was it when you was in seventh grade 
eighth grade, ninth grade, and he was like in third grade, and he was helping you with your homework. Yeah. How did you feel? How did you feel about that? You, uh, the the think, audience cannot see those hand gestures. Yeah, and they can't see the hurtful look on her face. <laughs> okay, let's get started with this story. Wow. Um, this is a sick one. I don't like this guy. Yeah, he is sick. It, this is, like I said, it's um, kind of two stories in one. There's a story of a serial killer, but also a story of a missing child. So Let's start the first story. Yes, let's, let's do. Uh, this is the Wineville Chicken Coop Murders. Um, they were a series of abductions and murders of young boys that occurred in Los Angeles and Riverside County, California, in 1928. Um, there were four known victims, although it's suspected that there were many more. Uh, on February 2nd, 1928, which was... Leap Groundhog's Day. February what? February 2nd. Oh, I thought you said... I thought you said Feb- 22nd. No, February 2nd. Yeah, had you what? had read the story, you would know I was talking about February 2nd, 1928. But No, I thought you misspoke, oh, as you I tend s- to do. No, mm-hmm. I never misspoke in my life. On February 2nd, 1928, <laughs> the Los Angeles County Sheriff's Department found a burlap bag containing a headless boy in a ditch. I hate when that happens. The whole boy was in the bag? The whole boy, except for his head. The, right. Thus, well, that's how I he qualified it that's as how a headless he, that's body. That's how he fit into the bag. Yeah, otherwise his head would probably have been sticking out, but that's not nice to say. He was a probably a nice young man, but they found the body of a, a headless body in this burlap bag in a ditch alongside the road. Is he a horseman? I don't know what he was. It was believed to have been the body of a young Latino male. Well, as and and what did they call him throughout the story? The headless Mexican boy. Yeah, or well, as Donald Trump says, a good Mexican. Yeah, yeah. Wow. It's not. Yeah, it, you so know, hard. No, but you know, seriously, this is 1928. So if no, they just got. The, yeah, they yeah. called him the headless Mexican. That's why no, it's no, hard. I know what they called him. I'm here. I it, hear him. It's hard to do some of these stories because you have to, you know, you have to think about the language that they use at the time. But um, that's not, a, you know, wouldn't be acceptable today. But they did. As the colonel said, they referred to him as the headless I do Mexican. Not, I, boy. See, I do not believe. The Mexican people are offended by being referred, referred to, to as Mexican. Mexican. I think that's something that they're all right with, Timmy. No, when you never mind, never mind. I, I do not believe the Mexican is a slur. <laughs> no, I'm not saying it's a slur. Let's I don't move think it on. Means what you think it means? I don't think that means. I, what you I think, think a Swede calling somebody a Swede might be a slur. Yeah. A Swede. <laughs> okay, let's move on, shall we? Okay. That was the first um, the first victim of this um, of this uh, crime spree. The second was a young boy named uh, Walter Collins. He was nine years old. On March tenth, nineteen twenty eight, less than a month later, nine year old Walter Collins disappeared on his way to the movies in the Mount Washington area of Los Angeles. And this we'll get into this story because this. Has a different, just like I said, it's kind of two stories in one, and it has its own own little um, uh, background and story, interesting tell. Um, so we'll get to that in a minute. So that's our second victim, Walter Collins, age nine. Now on May 16th, which is what about two months later, mm-hmm. 1928, Lewis Winslow, age 12, and his brother Nelson, age 10. And why would you name your kids Lewis and Nelson? I mean, family name. 
Maybe. But anyway, Louis, young Louis, age 12, and his brother, age 10, were abducted from their home uh, in nearby Pomona, Pomona, California. Mm-hmm. Um, so when this occurred, uh, the Los Angeles police became concerned that they had either a serial kidnapper or a killer on the loose. Um, so they picked right up on that. Um, so of the four victims, so we have four victims. We have the headless Mexican boy. We have Water Collins, the nine-year-old who disappeared on his way to the movies. And then we have the two brothers, right? The two uh, Winslow brothers. And here's a peculiar thing that when you go through this story that I never really could uh, figure out is the headless Mexican boy. Well, and the point I was making about nobody ever reported him missing. No, and it, and it could have been. I mean, it could have been like he was like a. Um, I mean, and back in that time, even in that time, you had your transient workers right. that would come up, but still. And, and maybe, I don't know, maybe they were afraid to go to police. But. Um, and I'm sure there was a lot. And that's what I, the, my point about, we don't even know his nationality. Maybe he'd been Guatemalan or something. We don't know. But they they just assumed he was Mexican, I guess, because he was from that area. But anyway, right. There's, there's really no whole lot on the young... Um, the young. I found uh, it peculiar that just there was no missing. You know. and, and again, they, they were probably at the time there was probably some bias, and you know they probably just went a whole lot. The police were, you know, had it just been for that body, they probably wouldn't have had a whole lot to go on. But anyway, back to uh, Water Collins. He was uh, of the four victims. Water Collins, the nine-year-old, uh, disappeared on his way to the movie theater. He got the his case got the most media coverage. It became a national story, not only for the disappearance of young water, but for his apparent return. And um, this gets a little strange. It's sort of like that Bobby Dunbar story we Mm. covered, Colonel, uh, a couple weeks ago. Nine-year-old Water Collins disappeared on his way to the movies on March 10, 1928. His disappearance received uh, national attention. And the Los Angeles Police Department followed up on hundreds of different leads without success. So there was a lot of pressure for the police um, to solve this mystery. The police faced a lot of negative publicity. And, um, again, there was a lot of pressure for them to solve a case. About five um, months later, uh, they found a boy who was claiming to be Walter in DeKalb County, Illinois. That's up in uh, near Scott, Scott K country, I mm-hmm. think. Um, letters and photographs were exchanged, um, so they took pictures of this young man and sent it to the Los Angeles Police Department, and they took the photos to Walter's mother, Christine Collins, uh, who worked as a telephone operator, and they, they paid for the boy to be brought to Los Angeles so they could, you know, she could see him up close. And if this story sounds familiar... It's because there was a movie made about it called The Changeling. The Changeling. The Changeling. Yeah. Um, Wasn't that Julia Roberts? No, uh, it was Angelina Jolie. Angelina Jolie. Angelina yeah. Jolie a few years ago. So um, anyway, they had a public reunion that was organized by the police. And the police was ready to put this thing to bed, right, because they was getting a lot of pressure to solve this thing. Um, and they was hoping this reunion, this happy story, would kind of negate some of the bad publicity that they received uh, for failing to solve this case. Um, and it was, you know, it's uplifting human interest story, and 
Well, anyway, it was all uplifting. It was, uh, you know, it was a interesting human interest story. The problem is the child was not <laughs> was not him. Was not Walter. Um, Christine Collins uh, told him that uh, she told the officer in charge of the case, uh, Mister uh, Captain J J Jones, J J Jones, uh, to uh, to take the boy home, to take the home boy home back to Illinois. Um, try him out. Yeah, because this was not her kid, and J.J. said just that. Please take him home and try him out for a couple of weeks. It, what's interesting is how the boy got there. Yeah. He I, saw the picture. Oh, yeah, I'm going hey, okay. to get there. Okay. Yeah, so, easy. <laughs> skipping around. Had you read the whole story. So three weeks later, um, so Christine takes him and tries him out, I guess. And three weeks later, she returns to see Captain Jones, and she's persistent in her claim that the boy was not Walter. So she had dental records and all kind of medical records and pictures and photographs that she took, uh, and uh, in she took it to uh, Captain Jones, and as a result, she ha- he had her committed <laughs> to the psychiatric ward at Los Angeles County uh, Hospital under a Code 12, which is a term they use for someone who uh, commits uh, to commit someone who was deemed difficult or, in, or an inconvenience. <laughs> Oh, God, it's a good 12. thing they don't have that now. You know what? We, we, I'm going to quit calling you the devil. I'm just going to start calling you Code 12 from now on. <laughs> it's hurtful. Uh, so anyway, during... Um, you just don't care who you hurt, do you? During um, Christine Collins' incarceration, so she's just trying to get her kid back. And her now unfortunate she's incarceration. Her unfortunate incarceration. She's locked up in the loony bin now. Um uh, they question a boy, and the boy <laughs> spills the bean. Now, this kid's 12 years old, so Walter was nine. This kid's 12. Um, and you just figure close enough. Well, uh, his, his name was actually Arthur Hutchins, Jr. He had a growth spurt. Yeah, yeah, I guess. He was a runaway from Illinois. He was originally from Iowa. Uh, he was a, <laughs> a drifter at a roadside cafe in there Illinois. And a Gandhi dancer. <laughs> He was working at a waitress at a cocktail bar. <laughs> well, he had he had he had ran into this drifter, and this drifter told young Arnold that he looked like the boy that was missing, Walter. So uh, Hutchinson came up with a plan to impersonate Walter, and his motive was to get to Hollywood so he could meet his favorite actor, Tom Mix. Yeah, <laughs> clearly. And I'll tell you what, and to go back to you know, just take him home for three months and try him out. Yeah. Now I got four kids. Yeah, if they would have given me a three months a trial. return policy on yeah. them, just try them out for three months, I'd have two kids right you gotta now. Gotta hang on to the receipt. Uh, are you gonna tell us which one? You gotta I'm hang on to the receipt for that you shit. You gotta hang on. Yeah, I ain't gonna say which two, but I got four. Two of you wouldn't be here. You'd be somewhere <laughs> else. I think you know who you are too. So yeah, this kid. So this kid's Arthur. Logan. <laughs> Poor Logan. This kid Arthur, he just wanted to see his favorite uh, actor, Tom Mix, who was a, was a cowboy actor when, when, back in the day. Um, so after ten days, uh, Christine Collins was finally released from her Code Twelve internment. <laughs> from her Code Twelve internment, because she was either deemed difficult or inconvenient, um, and then she proceeded to file a lawsuit against the Los Angeles <laughs> Police Department with people. Who, would tend to do what you would tend to do if you were um, committed. Yeah, if they gave you the wrong kid and they committed you and false imprisonment and all that. Um, 
So as I mentioned, this this so this part of the story, this strange part of the story, and we'll talk about what happens to these characters later on. But this part of the strange part of the story was uh, depicted in the 2008 film, The Chain Gang. Um, and um, we'll get we'll talk we'll give an update on that a little bit later on. But um, now let's talk about There's an update. Um, the main suspect in these four murders. Remember, it was just Water Collins was just one of the four. Gotcha. We had the Mexican, the headless Mexican boy, and the uh, Winslow brothers. And um, uh, a suspect um, came into focus. And Brandy's going to tell if us you, about that. If, the, if Code Twelve over here could put the Candy Crush down, she may could tell us about the suspect. Yes, Brandy, please tell us about the suspect, Mr. Northcott. You're dick. <laughs> what level are you on there, devil? <laughs> you don't worry about what level I'm on, honey. I'm a level way above you. <laughs> yeah, well. That's where I am. I'm going to co 12 both of you. It's <laughs> so... <laughs> Should we just run down the hall at work yelling, co 12, co 12? <laughs> so the main suspect in the Mexican boy's murder... And the headless Mexican, boy. the headless Mexican boy, um, and Walter Collins, and the Winslow brother kidnapping case, was a guy named Gordon Northcott. Uh, Gordon was born in Bladworth, Saskatchewan, Canada. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Wow! Nice! Yeah! What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Canada on November 9th of 1908. I'm sure it's a lovely place. Right. Sounds awful. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> it's beautiful. It's uh, he didn't have a happy childhood. And he claimed that his father sodomized him when he was 10. I shouldn't have done that. Uh, his father you finished... You coming. <laughs> what? At 10? <laughs> you ain't had no kids, Timmy. Well, I think, oh, I think right. you know, he needs to get over it. I mean, it was a long time ago. <laughs> it was a long time ago. So um, his father finished his life in a, in a lunatic asylum. The father did? The father did, yes. And one of Northcott's paternal uncles died years later. Was he later. a code 12? I don't I think he so. Was a code fifteen. <laughs> That's for someone who sodomizes their kids. That's code, code brown. Code brown. Oh god. Uh, god so, that's so awful. God damn it, you guys! <laughs> I lost my spot. Okay. Um, and one of Northcott's paternal uncles died years later in San Quentin 
while serving a life term for murder. I don't know what the code for that is. Well, so his family tree is... His family tree is a wreath. Yes. It's just a circle. So... He, at the age of 16, Gordon moved to Los Angeles with his, with, um, evidently not his father. With his mother. With his mother in 1924. Well, you have here with his parents. And yeah, it was with his mom. So, in 1924, he moves to L.A. And, well, no, evidently his father's still alive somewhere in here. Uh, Northcott asked his father to purchase a plot of land in Wineville, California. And he saw the much. <laughs> that happens in Wineville, Uh, Let's see. Uh, On this land, Gordon built a chicken ranch and a house with the help of his father, who was in the construction business, and Gordon's 12-year-old nephew, Sanford. Poor Sanford. Yeah, Sanford really gets screwed (laughs) in this story. Literally, he just, yeah. So Sanford had come down from Canada to stay with Gordon and help him with the ranch. In February of 1928, so that would make Northcott... 20 years old. Mm-hmm. About the same time the headless, the headless Mexican boy's body was found. In Canada, Sanford's older sister, Jessie, become, became suspicious of letters that Sanford was being forced to send home from the ranch that assured her that the family assured the family that he was well. Yeah, so young Sanford, who uh, was a young teenager at the time, he's living he, with, um, mm-hmm. he's living with uh, Northcott. Yes. Uh, who's 20 at the time and, and uh, yes. sending these letters home that's saying, hey, everything is great, but they're not believing it's it. It's an awesome recap. Thank you. So, uh, in August of 1928, 19-year-old Jesse Clark visited Sanford, who was now 15, in Wineville. She was concerned about his welfare. And at that time, when she came down, Sanford told her he feared for his life. One night, while Northcott was asleep, Jesse learned from Sanford of the horrors and the murders that he, horrors and murders that he had, that had taken place at Northcott's chicken ranch. Sanford himself was a victim of his uncle Northcott's devious acts. He was molested and severely abused by his uncle. A little after Clark moved in, Northcott was scouting for young boys and would bring them back to the ranch. And the boys always felt comfortable getting in the car with him because they would see young Sanford sitting in the back in the pa- or in the passenger seat and he would make a story up like your parents were in this terrible car accident and they asked me to bring you to the hospital so the adolescent boys they're naive and they you know respectfully obeyed this is back before stranger danger it is back before yeah. stranger danger and nobody ever saw him again and one of those boys happened to be Walter Collins so after hearing these stories from her brother, uh, Jessie was terrified, and fearing for her life, she returned to Canada. So damn straight. So well, she left her brother. <laughs> yeah, yeah, with that. Godspeed, dude. I'm out. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, he's already been sodomized. <laughs> Bite the pillow a little harder. I gotta go. I got to go. I got a roaster. I got. She did a coat. She did a coat. Twelve. Yes, she did. She was out. So she had become so terrified of what she learned that she. Alert! Um, she told immigration officials, "Nice that her brother was in the country illegally in an attempt to get her brother away from Northcott." That's smart. She went to INS and says, "Hey, you don't mess with them." No, you don't mess with those people. Uh, in September of 1928, LAPD visited Northcott's ranch in Wineville. Police went to the ranch to investigate, but Northcott and his mother Sarah Louise Northcott had already fled to Canada. They interviewed Sanford. Upon questioning him, Clark broke down. Sanford broke down and relayed the hideous events that had taken place in the chicken coops. When shown pictures of missing boys, 
Clark pointed out Walter as one of the victims. Poor Walter. Mm-hmm. Well, poor poor Sanford. Yeah, Sam, Sanford had it the worst because he had it. It was an ongoing thing for Sanford. Yeah, he was continuing. He didn't to get, get killed, but he continued to get raped, and he had to participate. Didn't they make a show for out of him I think later? So. Did they? I don't know. When he had a kid, Sanford and Son. There Sanford and Son. Yeah. yeah. He had moved to uh, South Central Los Angeles and became a he became drug a dealer. black guy. A junk dealer. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, now Sarah, Sarah Louise Northcutt and Gordon, they they take off for the border. They have. Yeah, that's a Sarah was the mom. Yeah, Sarah was the mom, and she was a crazy ass bitch too. Yeah, well, evidently she knew what was going on. Yeah, or did he just like no, pick up, grab? No, she knew what had been going on she for a long time. Um, well, the whole family was whacked. Oh yeah, so they run to whack. Instead of running to uh, Mexico, which would make more sense, they headed to Canada. That's where they're from. Yeah, that's where they're from. And, you know, Canadians usually have more sense than Americans. Yeah, so you can't, you ain't going to go up to Canada and say, oh, I'm seeking asylum because I sodomized and killed a bunch of boys. I want to, you know. No, they're going to send your ass right back. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, you go to Mexico, they don't even, you're just another gringo down there. So that's where the the outlaws tend to be. But they have dick inspectors down there. Your grasp of Mexican culture is staggering. Yeah. Well, I'm just saying. I've been to Tijuana. I know how it yeah, goes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So anyway, they get arrested in Canada, and Canada ships them right there. They're like, we don't want this trash up here. Send them right back. Yeah, yeah, so, extradited them then. That's the actual legal. Yeah, I forgot you have a law degree. Um, <laughs> he failed the bar. I did them, not take the fucking <clears throat> bar. Send, okay, they extradited them yes. back to the United States. Correct. Now, upon her return from Canada, Sarah Louise, she just pled guilty to killing Walter Collins. She just, yeah. She's like, fuck it, I killed him. Over here. I, I, yeah. Oh, yeah, right. Um, so here, 12. You go, here you go. Yeah. She probably just needed a so, break. Yeah, I know. She's tired. She's just tired. tired. I'm tired of watching my son sodomize yeah. Three hots in a cot right here. <laughs> so the judge, Judge Morton, sentenced her to life in prison on December 31st. He spared her from execution because she was a woman. See, that's kind of... Yeah, I see. The deal was she. I think she was confessing to uh, protect her son. I think she was it. confessing, and she got sent up to to Hachapi State Prison it's in a California. Prison. Oh man! And, uh, the, the, Can you imagine being in a women's prison, Colonel? They would take advantage of he you. He couldn't get laid oh. while in a women's prison <laughs> with yeah. a handful of partners. <laughs> <laughs> they were, yeah, they, I, you know what? They'd objectify and me. And some Kit Kats. He couldn't get laid. <laughs> They'd objectify me. I'd probably be. You know what? If I was in a women's you prison, you'd be in really a women's nice. prison with an open commissary. Yeah, mm-hmm. he still yeah. couldn't get laid. <laughs> So, anyway, Sarah Northcutt, she goes. She gets sent up to Tehachapi Prison up in California. Prison. And, the, and the woman only spent 12 years in jail. Now, here's the thing. I was just going to put sit the state prison, but then mm-hmm. I saw the name of it, and I wanted to hear you try to pronounce it, so that's why. Tehachapi. Well, really? Really? You're going to dog on some, dog on <laughs> I know, somebody's no, pronunciation? No, tell you. He had pronounced this name of this Louisiana town that uh, was in the last story, Bobby Dunbar's story, and then one of our viewers corrected it. Oh, so, did they? Yes, so we were saying it wrong. Well, you know what, viewer? I, I, we do Listeners, appreciate... Listeners, I guess. Not listener, I do appreciate you no, correcting me. Viewers we would have on a YouTube channel. Yeah. Which we don't have. Which we um, don't have. Do, occasionally, the colonel make a mistake on pronunciation. Okay, so she sent up... I like Timmy. But anyway, during her sentence... Now, here's some of the crazy-ass shit she woman says during her sentence. She was a code 12. 
She claimed her son was innocent and made these crazy-ass claims about his parentage. Right. Uh, what? One, I'm not sure they're so crazy, though, considering that family. That he was the illegitimate son by an English nobleman. Oh, it could happen. The other was that she was Gordon's grandmother, and he was the result of incest between her husband, George Cyrus, uh, later on, that's uh, Miley Cyrus's great-great-granddaddy. <laughs> that's not true. Um, George Cyrus Northcutt and her daughter. She said okay, her so husband was banging the daughter. This little freak came out. And so he's his own voice. uncle? Hmm? I hate that. Yeah. yeah, he's his own stepbrother, too, or some shit. But So anyway, she also said that as a child, um, Gordon was sexually abused by the entire family. So they just passed him around at Christmas parties? They just parks. passed him around. The dog got him, apparently. I mean, just the entire family. It was like Thanksgiving. He hated Thanksgiving when, like, I'm the sure big, he did. Cousins big came cousins over. came yeah. over. They were just, oh, what do we got this year for Christmas? Oh, Gordon again. Okay, here we yeah. go. So now. Poor Gordon. Northcutt. Fuck him. This son bitch was just crazy as hell, too, in the trial. Yeah, He'd amuse he himself by playing mind games with the victim's parents and danced around the police all the time. Neither denying nor confirming anything. Now, somebody needed... Now, here's the easy way to deal with See, this is called colonel justice. Yeah. Okay? You say, oh, you want to be a wise guy. You want to be a funny guy. Let's oh, see wise how funny ass. this is. Oh, wise guy. Wise ass. Wise yeah. guy. Yeah, so what you do is you grab them by the hair right in the front, and you shove the pistol down their throat, and you say, now, how funny is this? And if you bang the head real hard on the table, the teeth all break out, then you pull the gun out, and they're crying. It's like, oh, you ain't so, such a jokester no more. And then you shoot them in the kneecap, because that shit won't kill them. Make them hurt like a You know you're kind of a fucktard, right? Like, you just say a bunch of words that... Have you ever dealt with a criminal? Yes. Well, Am they, I sitting here with you? Are they rehabilitated? No. Well, see, the colonel has and there rehabilitated many a criminal. That's how no, he did it. No, you haven't. So, anyway... If he were to admit to some deed, he'd retract it later, and uh, his he mother did the same thing. Now, he did sign a slip of paper confessing to the murder of the unified Mexican youth. The unified? Um, what is it? Unidentified. unidentified. I don't know what And by the end is. of this stretch, Northcote was convicted of slaying Winslow Brothers, 10 and 12 respectively, and the headless Mexican boy. Okay, so he, the three murderers, the headless Mexican boy, and Nelson, and, and Nelson, and what yeah. was the other one's name? Um... Walter. Walter, no, Winslow. Or no, no, his mom killed, mom confessed to killing little Walter. Walter. Yeah, but they think that she confessed to Walter just to, she thought that was Just to throw him off the scene. Yeah. So, but he's he's charged with, uh, he's found guilty of three murders. Bomb is one, right? Right. Okay. Now, they go to the ranch and proof that they found Winslow boy's remains. Um, They found one of them, little bastard, played the ukulele, and that, that make you kill a kid anyway. Um, playing the ukulele, but it was he all was, smashed up on the property. He was like Tiny Tim. Yeah. A little bit. And one of them had written he a letter to the parents the saying that they were fine. That was in one of his library books. Um, there were human remains at the crime scene. And uh, now, Lewis and Nelson Winslow's father <clears throat> led a lynch mob Good with the him. intent of hanging Northcutt after the completion of the trial, but before his sentencing. Uh, police convinced the mob to disband. Um, nothing bad. of Walter Collins was ever found. Not a bone, not a belonging, not a nary a hair that boy was ever shown up. Now, now Clark's word and Sarah Northcutt's confession, and she, you know, it's believed that she only did that to save her son. 
was the only thing that led detectives to believe that the boy was murdered at the ranch. Now, we go up to February 28th, or February 8th, 1929, a 27-day trial before Judge Freeman, Riverside County, California, ended. Gordon was convicted of the murders of an unidentified Mexican boy. Headless Mexican boy. Brothers Lewis and Nelson Winslow, aged 12 and 10. The brothers had been reported were missing, obviously, from Pomona. And the jury heard that he kidnapped, molested, tortured, killed, and dismembered these, and, and some other boys through 1928. Yeah, they think that he, he had like 20 victims total. And a lot of times he picked these boys up, molest them, whatever, and then take them back home. I mean, right. just drop them back yeah, home. He, he didn't kill everybody. Right. Now, much to the people's surprise... Um, Miss Collins, that's Walter Collins' mother. She was she was really not around. Had little to do with the trial. She wasn't. This is the mom around. that was com- that was in, <clears throat> uh, incarcerated. At code, code twelve. 12 she was right. code twelve. Shit, she afraid to be around the police now. Yeah, she liable yeah. to be a code fourteen next yeah, time. Exactly. So anyway, as it was, Collins in her battle with the LAPD seemed stationed on a different level with the murders. Although in the end they would all tie up together in some gruesome ass package that uh, yeah she was she sued him right she did she did engage the services of an attorney mm-hmm. and uh, Lori Aldridge and uh, had a tort case a tort against case. them um, like that so now on the day he was supposed to hang he called in Miss Collins to tell her what really happened North, to her son Northcott did Northcott did okay when she arrived he laughed at her face and denied ever touching the boy what now, a see, prick. That's, why, <laughs> what a why prick. somebody didn't just did, well uh, they should have been they should have given him the colonel justice now see that's when you do stuff like that you don't get shot in the knee you get shot right in the testicles Jimmy yeah right it, in the testicles so anyway he was a prick she left unsatisfied and broken while North Cub was hanged. Now, Gordon, uh, he was executed by hanging on October. So, and as he was walking up the steps, the little bitch of a boy whimpered and cried. Hey, they're going to hang me. Look at this. I kissed them boys. They're going to hang me. Well, they should have done worse than hang. They should have drawn and quartered him. They should have impaled him. They should have gave him the Iron Maiden. They should have. But I digress. Um, you're, you're taking this a little personal. What is some bitch? You did know, you have some experiences in your life that you'd I'm, like to talk, talk about? Here's what Show I'm us saying. on the paper where the bad man touched you. <laughs> what, it's one thing to be a sick-ass serial killer. Yeah. It's another thing to be fucking with the parents yeah, after. Yeah, fawning. Yeah. When you do that, you just, just start taunting, chopping off fingers one by one. Yeah. The, the, you know what the, the world needs? What? The world needs Colonel Justice. Silence. Yes. Colonel Justice. You know what? And that is why I left my campaign for presidency, but I will be running for eternal, attorney general in this country. Too. Right. Well, we'll, we'll follow that closely. What, so what else happened with the uh, chicken coop murder case? Uh, well, Sanford, he was to a detention facility for 23 months and then got deported to Canada. I'm sure he didn't have a pleasant time in that. Well, by that time, he yeah, was probably I mean, not he, that unpleasant for him. He was a victim in all this, too. Yeah. Now, Clark, he uh, served in World War II and then worked for 28 years 
for the Canadian Postal Service. I didn't even know they had a postal service. Well, how do you think they get the mail in Canada? Hmm? How did you think they get the mail in Canada? Well, shit, people up in Canada can't read. Oh, that's not true. We got a lot of listeners in Canada. Be nice. I'm only kidding about Canada. You know, I love Canada, but a lot of those people live in the woods. I'm going to end up moving to Canada before it's all over. Because you have to. Uh, Yeah, probably because the government's request. Yeah, Yeah, you might. Um, But, um,. He lived a quiet, hum, hum, humble life, uh, adopted two children, married a woman named June. Um, now, Clark and his wife were married for 55 years, and when they were involved in a lot of organizations, the Rotary, the uh, PTA. Um, that's you know, not, that's, I wrote that script. There's nothing in there about the Rotary or the PTA. But they were involved in a lot of organizations. Do you know that they weren't involved with the PTA? Okay, so the point is, he lived a very productive community. He actually rehabilitated. He actually came out of this. I wouldn't say unscathed, but he was. uh, Now, on his deathbed, his son told him and loved him, and uh, Clark Clark replied, and he was still yeah, still scarred and sickened from his experience almost seventy years ago. He said, "Why would you?" Yeah, so, he's, so, he's so he so carried that. that with him. Now, Captain J.J. Jones, J.J. Um, Jones of the LAPD. Yeah, the one who uh, do the Code 12 yeah. on uh, Christine. He was shunned by the Collins. whole entire world. The whole world? The whole entire world. Was, I mean, yeah. like people in friggin' Tobago shunned him. He tried to go to Tahiti. Yes. They wouldn't even talk to us really? out there. Yeah. So to Madagascar, mm-hmm. they shunned him there as well. He joined the French Foreign Legion, and uh, that's the only people that would have anything to do with him. I don't believe that's true, but he was so he. But he he was shunned in his community. Right? Okay. Well, he was outcast. Yeah. Um, he was ordered to compensate Collins for making her Code Twelve, but never did pay up. Um, on Dick. in September 1930, she won a lawsuit against him. And was awarded $10,800, which would be $154,000 in today's money, which Jones never paid. Um, now, the last account of Christine is from 1941, when she attempted to collect a $15,000 judgment against Captain Jones, who was retired. She never did find a son. She did remarry, but never again had, this is the mother, Miss mm-hmm. uh, Collins. She never found a son, never remarried, never had another child. Um, she lived a quiet, uneventful life. Um, she all but vanished from the public eye and can only be unearthed through old public records. The date of the death varies, but we do know that she died with hope uh, for her little. She died with hope. That's you know. And now in 1933, Arthur Hutchins Jr. wrote about how and why. He impersonated this, the missing boy. Okay. This is the one who showed up saying... Yeah, he went to California to see Tom Mix, right? Yeah. Okay. Um, his biological mother died when he was nine, and he'd been living with his stepmother, Violet Hutchins. He pretended to be Walter Collins to get as far as possible away from her. Um, she was apparently a, a not a pleasant woman. So after living on the road for a month, he were, arrived in DeKalb, and when police brought him in, they began to ask him about Walter Collins and... Hutchins said he didn't know what the hell he was talking about, but he changed his story when he saw the possibility of getting to California. Yeah. And he thought, well, this is my big chance. So after he, uh, after Arthur Hutchins reached adulthood, he sold concessions at carnivals. He became a carny. He's he a became carny. a carny. He eventually moved back to California as a horse trainer and a jockey, and he died of a blood clot in 1954. 
He okay. did have a kid, and uh, according to his daughter, my she said my dad was full of, of adventure. In my mind, he could do no wrong. Yeah, well, I mean, you know, he was only twelve at the time, so. Yeah, know. well, I mean, you get had a pretty. You got to think of it. You got to give him a little bit for having some initiative. Yeah, you know. So. All right. So. Any other thoughts, Colonel, on Gordon Northcott or the Wineville Chicken Coop murders? Well, I think that we need to set examples of people like this. To me, this is why the Colonel, although I'm against the death penalty, mm-hmm. I'm for public executions. You're for torture. I'm for public torture. I think that what they should have done was got a really, really, really hot poker mm-hmm. and sodomized him for a little bit with it. Well, it sounds like he was he was sodomized growing up, so he yeah, but probably not, is used to it. Yeah, no, not used to a hot poker. Okay, and then they and then get uh, progressively larger hot pokers until you got a poker the size of a damn near a telephone pole, and keep sodomizing him. I see. He that's, did that's, up Colonel, that's Colonel Justice. That's part of Colonel Justice. Now that's just for him. Okay. For the for the mother. Yeah. Um, what I would do with her, she was just crazy. I'm not sure that she killed anybody. What I do is put her in prison and wake her up every morning with a big bucket of ice water. Okay. Why? So you do the ice bucket challenge on her daily? Every single day. Yeah. Uh, Brandy, any I think final... life does that to her. Any final thoughts on uh, Norton, North, or, uh, Gordon Northcott or Christine Collins or anyone in our uh, story today? Nope. Was it an interesting story? Did you enjoy it? I did. Did but you I've listen? Seen, I've seen the movie. Oh, okay. I know how it works. So did they have the the murder in the movie? I didn't see I, it. I think it was one of the follow-up towards the end. Uh, it's been a long time since I've seen it. But, okay. The chain link. But it does okay. show that the cops were, kind of, were really mean to her. Yeah. Okay. Uh, where can people find us, Brandy? They can find us on the iTunes. The iTunes, absolutely. They can find us on Stitcher. Stitcher. Libsyn. Uh-huh. We are on Twitter. At History Dweebs 1. Yes. We will be the we musical have, guest on Saturday Night Live. Not, a, not without a YouTube channel, we won't. Mm-hmm. We're hoping someday to be on YouTube. Yes, someday. And we also have our Facebook page. So like us, leave us a comment. Tim finds great joy in in sending us things that people think that Chuck's an asshole. So yeah, when we get comments, I share it with the rest of the team because uh, I I'm I'm a giver. Yeah, you are. Okay, so Chuck and I, or the Colonel and I, are going to go follow a Co. Twelve mm-hmm. on Brandy. The Devil. Uh-huh. Yeah. So for the rest of you, we'll see you all next time on History Dweebs. Bye. Good day. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade.